Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Okay. I, I'm psyched about this week because, uh, I mean, we record these back-to-back. This is such a cool week. I, yeah. I'm just, it's, I, it's like it was made for me this week. You know, <laughs> I these are two movies that are kind of like just super intense experiences you know you're you don't just go into it mildly you got to go in like jacked and ready to go like i don't know mm-hmm. pound some monster energy drink or something before you drink <laughs> Actually, you know what that's a terrible <laughs> idea don't do that uh you probably would have some sort of like aneurysm or something but uh <laughs> yeah we're talking about evil dead 2013 and we have a special guest miss rebecca love how are you today rebecca did you wish it was bruce campbell <laughs> you know what? I, here's the thing if bruce campbell was on i'd be so worried that i would be like i'd say something wrong you know like i would just be like oh gosh don't oh don't be like the first wrong thing i would say is i want to lick you like an ice cream cone are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> i got retweeted by bruce campbell out of the blue one day and it was like one of my greatest moments on twitter and it's not like i coaxed it out I just said that Jane Levy would be a great pick for Batgirl, and then he t- retweeted it and says, oh, "I don't know. I think she's got more. She's got too much personality for that role." And I was like, "How the fuck did he know that?" It's like, "Oh my god! What? He wrote words to me <laughs> without tagging him. Though. Usually, like people, they get you know, you get a, an alert or something. So I'm like, how the fuck did he see that? Unless he like Google searches Jane Levy at like random. Yeah, it was fate." <laughs> yeah, just came across it. You never know what's going on in the Twitter world. Those messages are all over the place. True. He's, he's got some sort of like Twitter alert thing set up. You know, if Jane Levy comes across, he's like, I better come to her defense. <laughs> he's probably got a personal assistant that goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to tweet that one back. <laughs> yeah, if I was harassing her, I was trying to get her a job. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? No, no, they still haven't cat ba- cast Batgirl at this point. Yeah. I feel like I feel like she'd be a good choice, though. Personally, she'd be a solid choice, and she wouldn't have to dye her hair. You'd actually have a natural redhead to play that role. Like, pff, works for me. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Rebecca, what do you do when you're not? Oh my uh, Joining us for a podcast. <sighs> if I'm not joining your podcast, I'm doing my own. Usually, no. I uh, I do a lot of different things. I stream. I uh, podcast. Work on websites. Do administrative stuff. And uh, I work in the adult industry, but I also crossed over and I do gaming now. And since I have a love of, of the horror genre, I like to celebrate that. Yeah. So, yeah, I watch horror movies. I game it. I exploit the shit out of it because that's what horror movies do anyway, right? <laughs> so this I'm taking true. back the power. This is so true. And you know what? I always say the sexiest genre of movie is always horror. Like, and it's the cheapest to film, as long as there's not a lot of CGI and stuff. But no. you can make a lot of money from horror. Yeah, exactly. Make it for like 
budget of like, I don't know, $2 million and easily make 20, 30 million. So it's easy to do. Right. Yeah, it's easy if you have $2 million. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me just uh, pull out my bank account here. You know, but look at Blair Witch. Blair yeah. Witch did it on 10000 Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, take out a camcorder. You can film any found footage film you want, pretty much. And, and what it's going to the... happen more and more. And the paranormal activity, I think, was roughly around that, too. Yeah. See, it can happen, especially mm -hmm. nowadays with technology and our phones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but uh, so Sean sorry, Baker Hollywood. make a horror movie. Yeah, Sean Baker. Oh, yeah. make an iPhone horror movie, please. The one thing I miss about this whole thing is not going to movies with Sean Baker. That was for sure. Okay, I gotta ask, who's Sean Baker? He did I... the Florida Project and uh, Tangerine as well, and he makes movies really cheap. I think like Tangerine was filmed entirely on an iPhone. It was, yeah. Was it iPhone any good? Four. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. It's yeah, it did really well at Sundance and and a bunch of other festivals and stuff. I see. I get all nerd when it comes to Sundance and the film festivals. Like I just got done watching Secretary. Was it Secretary? Shit, it was something like that. It was so bad. It was about a girl's day. That's yeah. it. What? That what? <laughs> I do love Tangerine because essentially it is about a transgender hooker uh, finding out that her boyfriend slash pimp cheated on her and seeking him down to, like, basically get revenge. It's amazing. Wow, it's very Jerry Springer-ish. Uh, very much so, yeah. But Yeah, I like it already. You sold me. Amazing. In the beginning with transgender hooker. Greatest plot ever do an episode on tangerine and just talk about uh how amazing that movie is so mm -hmm. uh but we're talking about evil dead from 2013 the uh remake ish requel i guess is probably the right word because it's kind of technically a sequel i guess but mm -hmm. yeah uh the official summary five friends decide to spend a weekend in a remote cabin located deep in the forest when they accidentally summon a dormant demon they strive to survive its evil ploys fantastic uh, summary by the way just like i love the i love the wording of that it doesn't spoil too much either because no you know there's some evil shit but it doesn't tell you too much about that evil shit so um why we chose it uh this was actually a listener submitted one and i thought it i mean i wanted to talk about don't breathe and i knew this would pair well with don't breathe because you got the fetty alvarez connection and uh mm -hmm. as steve pointed out you also have the gene levy uh connection there mm -hmm. as well so um yeah and of course it's an amazing movie in its own right. Uh, if anything, that that end sequence alone, just on its own, is like a scene is just fan fucking tastic. I love mm -hmm. it. Um, so yeah, Re Rebecca, you're our guest. When was the first time you watched Evil Dead 2013? What was it like? I went to the movie theater okay. and I brought my at the time 15 year old daughter, and uh, we celebrate horror together. So we'll go and see the newest movies. But when I rewatched it this time, and I'm like, hey, I grabbed my daughter again. I'm like, you want to watch this with me? And I realized that was very inappropriate. And I totally am a bad mother. I was watching that. Going, what was I thinking? This poor girl. I mean, if anything, you know, she would have probably watched it eventually. So it's like a safe atmosphere to watch it, you know? Yeah, yeah, as as someone who's watched some messed up horror stuff with my mom, trust me, she will love you for it. Unless she turns out not to be super into horror when she gets older. But 
you know. No, she loves horror. It's a tradition now. We we go to the movies together when there's releases, and it's a family tradition now. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was watching that just going, what was I thinking? God. <laughs> it's the blood, the gore. It was, I mean, it was constant. It was very exhausting to me. Mm. Like, I was mm. watching it. It was so much, and it was very intense. There wasn't a time to breathe. Speaking of don't breathe, but <laughs> there wasn't a time or a moment to come up for air. In the mm-hmm. finale, yeah. with mm-hmm. the blood and the guts and the chains, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. It's like... Encore to a rock concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. But all, all that gore is just informed that, that, you know, the director's next movie was very limited in that sense. Yeah. Like he, I, I felt he felt exhausted by how much blood and gore and just sick is in that movie. That he was like, oh, I'm gonna see if I can do something as scary without all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which well, I think is very happening. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's, I mean, a good mark of a good filmmaker is be like, you know what, I'm going to take that away and see, take that comfort zone away and see what I can do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much of it that it kind of loses its effect later on. You're just like, all right, yeah, this is not so bad. (laughs) You know, I'm kind of getting used to it, desensitized. We're good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Steve, when was the first time you watched this movie? Well, I mean, the Evil Dead movies are just like something that's very, very special to me and has been ever since I saw that first movie. And it was just like the process in even getting this movie was so long because we we were waiting for Raimi to make a sequel to Army of Darkness to continue Ash's story. So when we got this, yeah, I mean, a lot of people were turned off by it, but I was there. You know, I was there immediately for for opening weekend. And yeah, it was like an incredible horror experience, uh, massively memorable, maybe because my fandom is so deep on this series. I mean, if you just look at my Twitter handle, you can tell. Um, but um, yeah, I was just in love with this movie, not only just as, as far as like uh, remaking or redoing some like one of my favorite horror stories, but like as far as like the filmmaking of this movie it's so impeccably well done all practical effects which is just insane in this day and age and oh man the cinematography is so killer and i mean it's by a guy that by all accounts i mean he is a a raimi ghost house guy like he did uh spartacus for them and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. but this was like kind of like his first big 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 movie and i think he just bats it out of the park in this movie oh for sure um and it, it's crazy to think. I remember when this movie was coming out, when people were kind of like, "This might not be good. Like this, this might be a flop." And then, yeah, it turned out to be obviously much better than I think well, a lot of people expected. It didn't. I, I don't think it, it. It blew the doors off of the box office at all. I mean, it was made for seventeen mil and did just under a hundred mil. Mm. So it's not like it's not like it was like a paranormal activity level of success at all but i i I think like it found it south by southwest crowd for sure and it found later i think once it hit blu-ray i think that's where it kind of found more of a following but it didn't get that following in theaters yeah definitely not um cool and taylor when was the first time you watched this movie um 
2013, I'm pretty sure I saw this in theaters because I was still working at a theater and getting free tickets at the time. Okay. Um, so I like I I don't know how much of it I actually watched because I mean back then I was very sensitive to scary gore things like that and this movie definitely has a lot of those kinds of jump scares where it's like really eerie and quiet for a bit and then it gets you and I those stress me out yeah. so I'm pretty sure the first time I watched this movie was like 75% behind my hands um, but I rewatched it for the the podcast and yeah I remember I don't know if it was just the people I was talking to but I remember the sentiment back then was that this movie wasn't that good and rewatching it now I'm glad that you guys also think it's good because yeah, I I think those whoever said that to me back then was wrong. Like this movie <laughs> definitely doesn't have the best acting in some parts or or the best, I don't know. It there are definitely some characters that probably should have died a couple of times when they were injured but they didn't, but yeah. I mean other than that, the whole feel of this movie is just so much fun and I yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I got to say when you said that um they were saying it wasn't good. I actually watched this with my significant other, and he was just like, I don't get it. Why do you watch movies like this? You know? <laughs> and and <laughs> if you're not a fan of horror and you've mm-hmm. never watched the, because e- I kept on going, it's Evil Dead. Like it has its own verb. <laughs> it's Evil Dead. You don't get it. Yeah. Um, well, and it- I mean, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say it was incredible and it related to the first one. So I could see all these little um, Easter eggs in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, that's what I kind of wanted to maybe run by you guys, because I've seen a really long time ago. I watched Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, but I haven't rewatched them in a long time. I don't really remember too much about them as a franchise. How does this movie actually relate? Like, is there... I know that there are probably a ton of callbacks just in the movie itself, but is the feel of the movie the same? Like, does it feel like it's part of the Evil Dead franchise? A bit. I would say that the re- that the 2013 movie actually has more of a deeper reason to for these people, for these characters to be doing what they're doing. The original film, they're just out for a retreat. You know, Ash's girlfriend and, and their couple friends are just up there for a, a visit, right? Just to... Mm-hmm kind of kill the weekend uh and this one i mean they're trying to kick mia off of drugs they're trying to kick her off of heroin addiction so it has like this we need to get off the grid and get her away from everything there's like more of an urgency character wise before any of this stuff starts to happen so i think it gives it more weight Mm -hmm. in a way uh i but i mean it still exists in the same vein that all of this has happened i don't know if you guys do you guys see the post-credit scene yeah, I did. Yeah, Ash. Where, I don't yeah. know if I did. Ash, Ash looks. Uh, Ash. Uh, Bruce Campbell shows up, looks at the camera, and says "groovy," and it cuts uh, so He's still no. in the same, still in the same universe, right? Yeah. Oh, and another thing that I think is really funny is our characters' names are uh, Mia, David, Eric, Olivia, and Natalie. D E M O N. Oh, there you go. Oh. Uh, that's cool. That is Genius. Cool. Yeah. I like stuff like that. This is why mm-hmm. I keep Steve around. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't or commentary. <laughs> nope. Yeah. That's really cool, though. I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. God, I love th- this movie. <laughs> oh, it's so good. First time I watched it. 
Funny enough, I took a date to the movie, which I could have oh. like gone any number of ways. Um, was she into horror? Because that's like, that's hardcore. Yeah. She was kind of like, she was into some horror movies, but she didn't like torture porn, which in retrospect, oh, no. like this is not really a torture porn movie, but it kind of veers into that territory mm-hmm. a well, in some scenes. Yeah, it yeah. did a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I took her and uh, the our hearts were both pounding throughout the whole movie. Because, like, I think when you're watching this at home, it's not the same experience. But watching this in a theater with, like, Dolby surround sound and all that, like, mm. I, I, like I was, like, my heart was just beating. And then by the end, we looked at each other. And I think it was just this, like, very, like, odd, like, moment of adrenaline. It's like, let's go back to our place. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 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 so it worked stuff. out it did yeah that's the <laughs> gist of it is basically if you want to get laid on a date just watch evil dead 2013 and uh probably amazing things will happen to you um i won't work with my wife i'm just gonna say that no it won't work no, no. it's not into it <laughs> yeah, that's the thing a lot of people are just not into horror which is totally understandable. yeah mine isn't into it either i mean he rolls his eyes every time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, I feel like I'm converting my husband. He was into Hereditary and Midsommar, and so I think I just need to like keep feeding him similar themes, and he'll he'll come around. I think. Mm. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yes, there's all <laughs> different genres of horror, so there was subgenres. Maybe that's what I got to do. I got to figure it out. Yeah, I think it sometimes just takes a little bit of just kind of coaxing and kind of like, hey, you might like this, you might like this. And there's different things that we all like, right? So. This is 16 yeah. years later. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Start with Monster Squad. Go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said before, Monster Squad is like probably the most accessible horror mm-hmm. movie. And it's really See, I, th- I think Gremlins. It's more of a Christmas horror comedy. Yeah. There, you know, and it's subtle. Yeah. I do. Uh, like I, my one of my first first movies was Ghoulies. Oh, I oh, love yeah. Ghoulies, especially the box cover. Yeah, the, oh, the, with with him popping out of the toilet, it's so oh, great. It's the best. It's, it's iconic. So yeah, it is. And I, I, I feel like Shout Factory should have already picked that one up to make kind of like a Blu-ray special edition because it's I don't know. Like, I'll always have light memories of horror because of Ghoulies. <laughs> You always do. You remember always checking the toilet before you went to the bathroom? Yeah, I was young when I watched yes. Ghoulies. I was like, yeah, okay, we're good. I, I still do. <laughs> Not related to horror, but um, I have the same issue with checking the toilet. But it's because of the movie Spice World. Totally not related. But there's a character. Well, there's a character in that movie. He there's like the Spice Girls are being followed by this photographer who's trying to catch them doing bad things so that they can get bad press for some reason. Mm-hmm. And in one scene, he literally comes through out of the toilet with a camera in his hand to catch the Spice Girls. It's completely ridiculous and I love it. But as a kid watching that, for some reason, I was just like, oh my God, I have to check every single time in case there's someone in the toilet. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Do you think that's a train spotting reference? Uh, it very well could be because they do mention or they do reference train spotting one other time yeah. in that movie. I, I have not that I've watched it recently long. or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I remember watching it the TV miniseries. I was like scared to shit of my bathroom for the longest time. Like I would just walk by and be like, I kind of have to go in there and use it, but I just can't right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and having like a shower or bath. Nope, forget about it. Not happening. I rewatched that mini series like a few years back, and I'm like, this is not frightening at all. What the hell is going on? Oh, and they dropped the ball in chapter two so fucking badly. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, bad. Less, less said about that, the better, really. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I'd like to act like that movie doesn't exist. Yeah, that's a, probably the best way to handle it. Um, so we have some disappointed. <laughs> Let us know what do you think is better, the it miniseries or it chapter two? I'm gonna say the miniseries, as cheesy as it is. Yes, I would take that over it chapter two. But I like chapter one a hell of a lot. It is so good. I love it. And they didn't have the CGI kids in that movie. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have a couple questions. One's from Johnny says, "Why didn't we get a Mia Ash team up sequel?" That's a great question. Uh, I think they just went the direction of having the TV series instead. And yeah, that's what I think too. I think at the end, of, I, I think at the end of it is Ramy Tappert and Campbell looked at it and they're like, "I don't think there's a lot of story in." Mia and Ash team up really like it would no. kind of it would kind of take the serious edge off of this movie because this is the most serious of any of the movies and then you throw you know the the original Ash into it and just I mean I much rather get the have gotten the three seasons of uh, Ash versus Evil Dead than than a team up movie I, I don't think I would have been as on board with that yeah. Were there other movies in production at one point, though? I thought I had seen something about Evil Dead 2, or I don't remember. Like, very, very pre-production, nothing greenlit. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I think, essentially, they were going to just continue the movie and have that team-up sequel that they teased. Mm. But, I yeah, it never came to be. And honestly, at this point, I don't think it will ever happen. As I don't, th- I don't think Fede would have done it, too. Yeah, I don't think he would have been the guy to do it because I think he'd already kind of moved on. Because this, I mean, he was just because uh, he's from Uruguay or something. Uh, it was just like kind of to get him on board in American cinemas, and now he's kind of off to the races because after Don't Breathe, he gets the high prestige job of trying to continue the the, the girl the Millennium trilogy, right? So like yeah. Sony obviously trusted in him. It's disappointing because, like, I I love this franchise and I'd love to see it continue. And Ash versus the or Ash versus the Evil Dead, I think, is what the TV show was called, was a pretty solid show. But I don't think mm-hmm. it would ever be a replacement for the movies, unfortunately. No. Yeah, it it sucks not to maybe get any more movies, but I I have to respect that if they don't feel like they have something good, that they just leave it where it's at. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, out of all now. of them, what was your favorite movie of the Evil Dead trilogy and all that? I feel like I would need definitely need to rewatch. It's been so long since I've rewatched them. I love a good campy like kind of horror comedy. Um, so Evil Dead is definitely up my alley. And this Evil Dead one that we watched is definitely on my list of, I would say, good horror movies that I would rewatch. Yeah. Um, uh, potentially behind my hands a little bit of the time, but still, like <clears throat> I would rewatch it. I'm gonna say um, Army of Darkness. I'm with you there. That's my I favorite. I love Army of Darkness. I, it's so quotable. It mm-hmm. looks gorgeous. Like there's so many shots in it. It's just awesome. Uh, and I love. I just love the bat. The battle between Good Ash and Evil Ash. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, 
I, I like all the sayings in that movie. Mm-hmm. I can't recite them, but <laughs> just his character alone comes off so cocky, yeah. but likable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's the tr- transition from survival guy to survival hero. You know what I mean? To action hero. It's such a it is an immediate trans like transfer. Like as soon as he lands in the medieval world in the beginning, he's a he's a he's an action hero. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I have to go Evil Dead too. Like it, <laughs> for me, I I like that it recaps the first film. Like if I'm rewatching the movies, I honestly will just skip the first, and go right to the second, which I know mm-hmm. might be blasphemy for some people, but I will just do that because I've seen the first one so many times, I just don't well- even bother. And the sequel is basically the first movie anyway. They just kind of redid it with the better budget. Yeah, and there's more. I, I like that there's some more humor in there, um, mm-hmm. and I I just like the, the the plot of that movie and just how they go about revealing things and just I don't know. I I think it's probably the best in the franchise. Uh, Army of Darkness is good, but it's so weirdly different. And oh, it's weird, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I enjoy it, but I don't know. To me, it's like it's like when you have um Pepsi and new Pepsi or new Coke, or right? you're like, this is not the same, you know, it's okay, whatever, but it's not the same. And I kind of I'm feel offended that, with- that Army of Darkness is being compared to new Coke right now, <laughs> like, like, I am offended. I could have come up with a better analogy, but basically it's like, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, it's off. It's like, it's new thing. I, I, you know, I, it's, I, I, I will watch it if I uh, get around to it, but I do just like the second movie so much more. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. Although, There's no shame in that. Although 2013 <laughs> is really good. And like, so I, I would even put 2013 as like my second favorite in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Hell, I want the poster. The poster is fucking gorgeous. Oh, I'm like a real oh. nerd for marketing for really good marketing pieces, and I mean it's it's subtle, but it's so in your face at the same time. I love the poster. Yeah, those those movie posters were a hot commodity when I worked at the theater, and then like oh, to the yeah. point where eventually they stopped letting us have them, but we still took them. <laughs> As you should. What are you gonna do with them? Like shred? They, they, the the studios want you to shred them because working for the video store, um, it, anytime the promotional stuff or when you get rid of it, like a screener disc or something like that, they're like, you have to destroy it. Yeah, I think I remember at one point they asked for us to send some of them back, and I was like, why? Why are we posting you movie po- they're posters? You're probably mm-hmm. just gonna chuck them in the garbage, anyways. Yeah. Totally. I was very upset about it at the time. Um, hmm. The behind the scenes at movies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, cool. Uh, all right. Uh, Hector says, I feel like this is one of the better horror remakes. Do you agree? Wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think because mm-hmm. it doesn't try to replace what came before it, which I think no. a good mm-hmm. remake does. It doesn't try to say this didn't happen it just says this is happening but it's sort of like a tangential aside to the other story which i think makes mm-hmm. sense. with the exception to that rule be dawn of the dead yeah dawn oh, of the yeah. dead was an awesome remake mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it it resets the rules right it re mm-hmm. like like it, it is like kind of like a retcon right so it is trying to oh, to sure. I mean, we get fast zombies in that one. Like just when when I saw fast changes. zombies, 
that scared the shit out of me. I never seen mm-hmm. fast zombies. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, the end of that movie where it's just like uh like a camera recording footage of stuff was Found so footage. terrifying. Yeah. Oh, that was so terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't sleep after watching that movie. <laughs> it was the head in the cooler, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that made me hungry. <laughs> It was perfect for this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. perfect. Uh, okay, best line in the movie. Do you guys have a favorite line? Oh boy. Oh, did I? I need to check my notes see if I wrote anything down. There are a few. There are a few good ones in this one. I mean, there's the you know I will feast on your soul because, I mean, because that's between you know the the weird version of Mia and herself and then you know feast on this motherfucker like it's a great tandem because mm-hmm. it reminds you of that uh that ashism i mean because mia basically is the ash of this series obviously we've already kind of established that so that's kind of like the line that sets it up yeah yeah i think a lot of the demon lines just especially because of how creepy or like disturbing some of them were were some of the best ones um and then I just have a couple that were written down that I laughed at along the way. Like, someone asks the uh, the doctor chick, what's your medical diagnosis now? And she goes, it fucking stinks. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I'm pretty sure at one point, one of the characters says, everything's been getting worse every second. And I just had to note that down because no one else seemed to believe him at the time, but he was right. Um, I, I absolutely love go back to hell, bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. That kind of felt a little Freddy Krueger-ish. Kind of, yeah. Go back to hell, bitch. Yeah, because yeah, that whole bitch, you add bitch to it, and then I feel like it's Freddy's. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I feel bad in saying this line, but there's a line that will possess Mia yell something at Natalie, and it's, I wrote it down, but I'm like, I don't know if I can say it. Oh, say it. This, this is, is the space. kiss me, you dirty cunt. <laughs> No, why can't you say that? They say it in Australia all the time. I'm not, Austra- I'm not Australian. I'm, Beck's not here to make me feel better about it. Yeah, I don't we know. Well, we're, we're connected by the Commonwealth. I think we can <laughs> adopt it, you know? <laughs> all right, fine. Yeah. If you, if I'm changing really my Twitter it, handle then. You could, say, <laughs> you could say punt instead if you really wanted to. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it the hard C? Is that what's tripping you up? It is. It is. It's the fact that I don't have Say a like British an accent. And... <laughs> Steve's ancestors right now are frowning upon him for saying that word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see ghosts, so they're all standing around me. <laughs> <laughs> the cunt police showed up. Yeah. The cunt police are here. Cunt cops! <laughs> what oh. you gonna do? <laughs> oh, I've seen the cover of that movie before. <laughs> No, I'm not surprised that that's a movie. It's got to be a movie. If it's not, I'm going to so, get on that one. Someone fact, check, <laughs> someone fact check on Pornhub. I'm sure it's up there somewhere. I'm not Googling that. No, I feel like my... Well, don't do it on a PC. You'll get a virus. You only Google porn <laughs> on Macs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rebecca, do you do you have a, a favorite line from the movie? Well, I didn't know it was going to be a test. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was just enjoying. I didn't take notes. You know what? That is completely fine too. Like 
Okay. There's nothing saying you have to uh, have taken down notes. We just do it because our brains are just broken on a fundamental level. So. Well, no, and you know the format of your podcast. I did. I didn't realize, or I would have paid attention to. But Honestly, since you guys paid attention, I'll just comment on yours. <laughs> it's all right. We'll only we'll only deduct fifty points from your final score. Okay. Good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, best performance in the movie. Uh, Jane Levy. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everyone does a pretty solid. I like Shiloh Fernandez a lot in this one. Um, because they play that bond quite well. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, this is Jane Levy's movie to rule. I do like that the brother almost seems like he would be the protagonist. Like you almost mm-hmm. start thinking he is because Dave is the red herring for sure. Yeah, and I like that. That's something that I picked up on the, during the rewatch. Is like. Yeah, like he's kind of being touted as the protagonist. And up until near the end, you think he's the one that's going to basically be the ash of this group. But obviously not. And I like He kind of looks like him, a younger version. Yeah. And I actually kind of gave the nod to him because I think he plays it well. Like it's never nodded that he's not the protagonist. Mm. And I think he does a great job of having that sort of protagonist quality. But yeah. No, I mean, Jane Levy's great. Uh, I think she obviously gets a lot to work with, especially when she turns into uh, demon Mia. But uh, mm-hmm. I absolutely, I, I don't know, like just David's sort of the underdog in this. And I kind of was like, oh, man, like he, he actually is doing a really great job with this. So have you guys ever seen Dead Girl with Shiloh Fernandez? No. Where it's no. like two high school guys, they discover an imprisoned woman in like an abandoned mental asylum. And they like oh form the obsession. It's it's Shiloh Fernandez and Noah Segan from uh, Knives Out. Oh, okay, came out. I came out two thousand eight. Yeah, it's a yeah. Put it on. It's a fucked up movie. Like really fucking twisted. So yeah, sounds like it. So when I saw Shiloh Fernandez in this, I was immediate. I immediately thought of Dead, Dead Girl. Oh shit, he's doing another horror film. Okay, cool. Yeah. Was Dead Girl good? A good movie? A good I liked movie? it. It's. It's fucked. It got it got reviewed horribly, but usually horror movies do. Um, but yeah, I I like it. It's such a just like a brash idea to because I I don't even want to give away like some of the craziness that happens in it because it's just it just gets so fucked up. Yeah, uh, film critic sort of insight into this, but I always love when I go to a horror movie screening and I see a bunch of like older critics here and I'm like, you're not gonna like this movie. Why you're not the gonna fuck like are it. You here. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, best kill in the movie. Oh, I mean, it's got to be the little demon chainsaw. Right? Yeah, chainsaw, chainsaw. On the yeah, sp- I mean, that was the best finale ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and dumbest decision. Uh, the entire character of Eric. Yep, I yeah. was gonna say he he is a dumb decision. But he pays for it. That's the point. Is yeah. he is the stupidity of the movie? But fuck, does he ever pay for it throughout the movie? Which is great. Yeah, right? I mean, like, there like, are definitely a lot of times where you think, okay, that's going to be the fatal blow. That's going to be what mm-hmm. kills this guy, and then it doesn't. And then he shows up again, and then you're like, okay, that's going to be the blow that kills this guy. And then even when he actually is dead, then he comes back at the end as a as a possessed demon. He is he's a resilient character. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's the thing is like there are those tropes in here that you're that you can easily rely on, but there's still Fede Alvarez is still able to turn even those on their head, and I don't know, almost give you some kind of like cinematic justice in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. well, and it's it's interesting how his character too was kind of the only one that really knew what was actually going on. I mean, he read he was the one who started it all, so he had a good mm-hmm. idea. But, I mean, nobody else, everyone else was just like, no, she's psychotic. And he's just like, no, it's a demon, guys. It's totally a demon. Well, she's coming (laughs) off heroin, so it kind of sells it. You know, because she would be hallucinating. Well, I assume, not that I've ever came off heroin. But she would be going through the stages of the sickness and the illness. And it kind of sold it like, yeah, no, no, it's the drugs. You know, she she wants to leave because she's seeing things. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and that's interesting too. Kind of what we were talking about earlier with this, this Evil Dead remake having a little bit of a deeper reason for them being there. It, that also kind of ties into them having a little bit of a deeper reason for not believing it's supernatural too, right? Like they have a little more. What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's a little more allowable that they wouldn't necessarily see all this crazy shit and immediately jump to, oh my god, something right. weird is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime Eric's doing shit, I'm like, just can like somebody like send him home or something? Like, this guy's just an idiot. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I think it's time to rate this movie. What would you guys give us a score of? What's the point uh, system? We usually go out of 10. Okay. I'm going to give 10, this. baby. I love this movie. I can't, there's nothing that I hate about this movie. There's nothing that I, even watching it again, like I've seen it so many times and it doesn't, it doesn't erode at all. Every time I watch it, it's so much fun. So yeah, I'm going with a 10 unapologetically. Yeah. I'm going to go with 10 chainsaws out of 10 as well. I just I, I think this movie is so well done and there's great pacing to it. There's a lot of subterfuge, especially with the Shiloh character and like how they switch things up. I think that's great. Uh, and um, it's just so satisfying. Like it, it's great to see a horror movie that's intense, scares you, but is also at the end of the day, you're walking away like championing what's happening with those characters. And it's rare that you get a movie that kind of balances all of that so well. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I would give this 100% a perfect score, but 9 is what I think I'm going to stick with. There were definitely some parts that I was like, uh, these are a little tropey or these are a little cheesy, but honestly, I'm it, it's like the gore gets real fucked up, but I am impressed with how far they took it, and not a lot of horror movies are willing to commit to like real fucked up gore like like that tongue scene? I nope. I don't think I don't think I've I don't think I've actually watched that scene all the way through legitimately because I just can't. Um, and I I I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with her. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a, a solid nine. It, it it's a great movie. It's exhausting to me because it's just constant, and my emotions are running full throttle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I gotta agree. There's a couple cheesiness, but Evil Dead is cheesy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm gonna go with a solid nine. Nice. I can't give it a ten because I save those for like my tens are like Forrest Gump quality. Like, holy <laughs> crap, it blew my mind. 
I have no comment because I actually have very controversial opinions on Forrest Gump. <laughs> well, I like, was just trying to. I have, I have started bar fights over my opinions on Forrest Gump. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. How do you get in a bar fight over Forrest Gump? I get politics, but Forrest Gump? But it's more <laughs> like a very elevated argument, but yes, people definitely. There's, there's been some. I, I've been told that my my views on Forrest Gump are, are a hot take, but yes, mm. I respect it nonetheless. Um, I didn't get to bring this up yet. I know we're closing out here, but did you guys all catch what the dog's name is in this movie? <gasps> Grandpa. Sam? Grandpa. Oh, Grandpa. That's yeah. Oh, Grandpa. <laughs> it was <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. I'm so glad they didn't show the scene. No. Like they, they, no. Yeah. The aftermath of it, but they didn't. Show, and I'm so grateful for that because that, that would have killed my score. It mm. was a choice of Fede to cut that, uh, to just have it as a reveal rather than actually having any showing of anything happen because there wasn't an original idea is to show just kind of the blood coming off a hammer as the hammer is being used but he decided mm. that it would be more effective to not put that in the movie mm-hmm. and it was because i mm-hmm. wasn't so what because usually when an animal gets killed or I, I, just the innocence of it mm-hmm. i get a little disgusted but this it was more like i wasn't attached too much i felt the pain but i didn't have to go through the horrific knowledge of exactly what happened yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> As soon as I heard, as soon as I heard the dog's name was Grandpa, I was attached. I was like, "That is my dog." (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) That's my grandpa. (laughs) Grandpa's in heaven now. All dogs go to heaven. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) As as they should. Uh, Cool. Well, uh, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. At the Steevil Dead. Uh, and uh, you can find my website, stevestebbing.ca. And I'm on uh, The Shift with Drax every Thursday night at 11 p.m. Pacific across Canada. 10 different markets. I don't know. You just tw- look at my Twitter, you can find out where that is. Nice. And uh, Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, just social media mainly Twitter, Instagram. Letterbox. Sometimes I review or not review movies, but I rate them. Uh, my username is Cersianic. Nice, Rebecca. Where can people find you on the internet again? All you have to do is go to RebeccaLove.com, and it has all my stuff there. Perfect. <laughs> and then I'm over at ThreeNerdsNerds.com, where we have Three Nerd Nerds. Uh, Trumbull. Hey, this podcast you're listening to. Uh, a few others. Uh, got movie commentaries. Uh, there was one that Steve did with Midsummer. Yeah, it was amazing. That was great. Uh, there may be one coming up for a not a horror movie, but Roadhouse. And uh, oh, I, whether you're a fan of horror or not, I think that's a great old time. Uh, until next time, everyone. Every bye for now.